Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Pit Stop Pours podcast here. This is your host, German and Philippe. Hey, guys. We are how's it going? so thankful that we're going to be stop talking about pretty little cars and, you know, like everything outside of actual racing. Uh, there's still a lot of drama to cover, but uh, I know Draft to Survive came back. Uh, testing just came from this weekend and uh all deliveries are out so that's where we're gonna start off first uh with the livery ratings we're gonna start from back to finish so we'll start with the amazing haas so from uh one to tell philippe you can start it out what do you think of haas livery uh i mean it's got a lot of black i will say that i don't really like it but i don't think it's the worst um, if I had to rate it out of 10, I would definitely give it maybe a four. A four. And that's a generous four. That is a generous four. So I definitely liked last year's more. And because I'm not a fan of the black trend, even though it's obviously cheaper. Uh, but I would give it a six out of 10. Because I do like the Haas logo on the side. Like, it's really big. Um, I don't know. I kind of like it. But it's a solid 6 out of 10, I would say. I'm not sure about it. But apparently, it's a very heavy fucking car this year, even though they have a lot of black, <laughs> which is the funny part about that car. Yeah, and remember in most of testing, they said that their main priority was figuring out the tires. That still seems to be plaguing them. Hopefully, they finally got enough runs to handle that but tire wear was always a weakness and if the weight problem hasn't been solved with the paint reduction that's not looking too good yeah they're gonna get they're gonna finish their entire tires in the first half of the season with the tire degradation if they don't fix that we'll see so uh next is the williams i'll start this one out i actually really like the williams i you know it started out it's still very black but I like the very blue in there. I like the some stripes. I, I think the, the, the what's it called? Oh, my God. What is that battery um, company Duracell. called? I like the Duracell. I think it's still really solid. I would give it an 8 out of 10. A solid 8 out of 10. Uh, when I looked at it, I was hoping more blue. Uh, to me, it's kind of just like the Haas, more black. It, it doesn't stand out, and it's very similar to the alpine outside of the pink in my opinion or at least yeah. probably just colorblind um i would probably also give it a four out of ten. Four out of ten dude you're you're out here <laughs> killing I, I am out here killing them this mid-racing <laughs> mid-race mid companies man i mean yeah fair enough fair enough all right next up is uh sober I'll take it to you, Philippe. Your turn. Okay. So, when I first saw this color scheme, when they did the official reveal for the Kicksauber, I did not like it on their launch video. I thought it was probably one of the ugliest things. But after the couple of days of testing and seeing it on YouTube and seeing it on F1 TV, I actually really like it. Uh, I think the green really stands out, kind of gives it sort of like a Tron vibe. Um, this one I would probably definitely give it at least a six out of ten. I really enjoy it. I think I'm on the same boat. The first time I saw it, I, I I hated it. I don't know. I was expecting a lot more, especially from the green, but it grew on me. I mean, it's a lot of black, a lot of carbon fiber everywhere, but I don't know. It stands out as opposed to you know most of these liveries, like you know the Alpine livery, the the Aston Martin livery, like a lot of these, like they, it does stand out as opposed to maybe Haas and Williams. So I would give it a seven out of 10. I would give it a seven out of 10. My lowest score yet. <laughs> Alpine. Fuck these guys. I'm sorry. Oh, but <laughs> gosh. I am going. So from the car itself, the car alone, I would give it a five out of 10. It's a lot of black. It's 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 you know some pink the here and there. Um, it's it's just not a good livery at all. But the fact that they screwed us from the leak of the camo pink 
really brings it down to like a three out of ten. <laughs> I was really disappointed when they promised us a camo pink livery. I thought that would have been very beautiful, especially given how some of the other teams were already trending. <sighs> I they try the the version with more pink compared to the version with more blue for the Alpine personally looks a lot better. Yeah. Um, I but overall, I would probably also give it like a two out of ten. I I don't like the Alpine livery. No, uh, it's, it's just like black with the Baskin Robbins color on it. To be honest, yeah. And for I those would... who don't know Baskin Robbins, it's an ice cream chain that uh is known for having a blue and pink color scheme, which is pretty similar to what they've come up with. Yeah, we're still a little before halfway, but I would say it's the worst. I say it's the worst also. Yeah, it's just it's so underwhelming. I mean, they have a pink there. They they can do so much more with it and they don't. It's very disappointing. Um all right, uh, the V-carb livery. Okay, this is actually probably one of my favorites. I have yeah. to I would definitely give it a 10 out of 10. I agree. Uh, I think it looks very pretty i like the blue purple kind of mixture kind of makes it stand out similar to the original toro also i think it's a really beautiful color scheme the silver is nice i know someone joked to me that it looked kind of identical to a red bull can with the silver and the blue diamonds mm -hmm. but i still think it looks amazing and it's one of my favorites for the year it looks sick it's a it's very toro rosso vibes I would say it's a 9 out of 10. The only reason, because from the leak from Sonoda, I was expecting a lot more green from the Cash, the, the cash App sponsorship. Um, I don't know. The tail is is very black. I'm not a big fan of the logo there. The the front wing also. But the, the body itself is really sick. So a solid 9 out of 10. The biggest surprise coming here. I thought it was going to be ridiculous. Oh, definitely. I thought it was going to be ridiculous, but definitely it was a really solid car. Nine out of 10. Uh, Aston Martin, it grew on me a lot. Aston Martin grew on me a lot. I, I, it's a solid car, you know, solid green. Uh, very, very Aston Martin still. Um, I would give it an eight out of 10. Uh, I, I feel like the Aston Martin one, it's pretty neutral. You can't go right or wrong. Yeah. Um, I would probably put it, like you said, a, a little bit more towards the middle. I'd say a 5 out of 10. Okay. It all depends how the green shimmers. Because I really yeah. like last year's green. It was it had a nice shine that made it stand out even more. I will have can't wait to see how this one looks at certain tracks. Yeah, it's definitely more matte than glossy. But I think, I mean, it's underwhelming, sure. But it's still a solid livery. Not going to complain about it. Um, This one... By far my favorite, man. But I'll let you take for it, Ferrari. I do like the Ferrari livery. I I prefer the how they did it with the white and yellow striping. It looks really nice. Uh, they could have done a little bit more color to the blacks, to the black underneath the 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 front of the nose, and where like the air vents are, because it's it needs more a little bit more red for a true Ferrari. But it's still probably one of the nicest ones out there. And I also will probably give it like a nine out of ten. I'll give it a solid. I I will give this one a perfect. I'll give this one a ten out of ten. Okay. It's such a good car, man. I don't know. I definitely agree. There's still some black there. There's a little black. Uh, yeah. On the on the by the bands, it's it, it needs a little more color, but it's just such a good car, man. The with the with the stripes with the white and yellow. It's it just looks so good, man. I, I I think they did black well as opposed even, to other teams. Even on the uniforms, the white and yellow looks much better than the black. The black just made it seem like a McDonald's uniform. Yeah, we're not rating uniforms, but I'll still say Ferraris is the best uniform. I I, I think they did a really a really good uniform there. It's 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 really good. I it's just Ferrari, you know, and you can't go wrong with for like just red. But I think they did it really well. I think they did it really well. Uh, McLaren, the carrots. This is controversial for me. I've seen some other people saying that it's sick. It's you know, it looks really good. I disagree. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> I'm not a big fan either. I don't know. I mm, 
five out of ten? I don't know. It's very midfield. It's very underwhelming. They did this whole, you know, they launched this first out of nowhere. Like, they were not supposed to do that. They were supposed to follow this schedule, but they just popped it out of nowhere as a rebrand. And I don't know. The black is just, it just kills the orange. It, it to me personally feels like every year they're putting less and less orange and more and more black. At least that's what I think. Um, I don't like it that much either. Like you said, it does need a little bit more orange to stand out. I like the front, the big orange nose, but that big black section in the middle just kind of throws it off for me personally. But I would probably still end up giving it, I would say, a 6 out of 10. I will say their IndyCar li liveries are much nicer. Oh, their Indy cars are amazing. I, I they should have so followed suit. It's exactly. it's just a very underwhelming car, especially how they launched it. But yeah, it's underwhelming. Their uniforms are one of not the worst. Definitely, there's worse ones like Alpines, but they're they look like Cheetos. They look like just <laughs> straight black and orange Cheetos. I don't know. Weird highlighter version all right um i think we have different opinions on this one mercedes i it's growing on me i will say i kind of like it i like the transition between like the silver and the black i think it's actually pretty nice uh seeing it in testing uh, i know how they showed it during launch it wasn't that pretty but it's growing on me i would probably give it a seven out of ten yeah i agree i think i would give it an eight out of ten uh, it definitely is a lot of black, which is the trend that no one likes. But it just looks so good. I mean, like you said, the the transition between the gray and the black from the back is so sick. It's so sick. I I don't know if I I think I prefer this one more than last year's. Uh, last year's did have more color, or at least more gray. But I don't know. I think they did black really well. I think a a good what I say seven out of ten. I think I give it an eight out of ten. I think I'd definitely give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, not much to speak on this one. Red Bull. I mean, it's Standard Red, Red Bull. Bull. This is a standard Red Bull. Looks the exact same. I give it um, a Red Bull out of 10. Same thing yeah. as always. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. There's going to be a lot of changes coming for the actual car with the, you know, the actual design of the side pods. But delivery itself, it's the same old, same old. You know, eh, 7 out of 10. That's pretty solid. Seven out of ten. Yeah. You can't right. go wrong with the Red Bull. You can't go wrong with the Red Bull. It just looks sick. I mean, would I wish they put some white in there? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I know even Max has has been wanting like an orange uh Red Bull for Belgium, but I disagree. I I mean I think it's just a solid car. I don't think they're gonna change it. They could do some stripes here and there. They could change it a little bit the way Ferrari does. Obviously, it's going to be red. But, you know, just some slight design changes would be nice. My wish is they would bring back, the, I believe, the Japan and Turkey special livery they did for Honda. That was um, sick. The all-white. That was probably one of the most beautiful things ever. I just want that back. I don't like their new style of doing the supposed fan contest where you get a, like, pick delivery when they all seem so minimalistic and sticks to red bull i really miss that white livery it was just completely different completely beautiful yeah it was underwhelming but it was still you know it's it's very minimalistic it's just red bull being red bull exactly yeah all right we're done speaking about pretty cars now we're actually gonna go through the testing phases from this last weekend uh, we'll start out uh, the opposite from where we started the, the ratings. We're going to go with Red Bull first. And my God, it's a fucking rocket. <laughs> it's literally a rocket. I, I, you, it, Max Verstappen a fucking second and what? A second and 0.15 faster than the second place there. It was sick. It was insane. And apparently they even had, I think you're the one that told me this, Philippe, that uh they they weren't even going through their like fastest uh mode in the car yeah supposedly uh, they they had tuned it down a little bit for testing which is still insane who knows how their actual pace is like and honestly for me the thing that was more shocking was just the design of that car 
So as, as everyone, if you might not know, if you do know, um, usually the cars revealed at launch are usually a simpler version during like the official car launches. And it's not till testing that you actually see the intricacies. And uh, what Red Bull did with the side pods and then the extra air inlets around the halo, it, it's just a beautiful car. Like Adrian Newey, he knew what he was doing or he knew what he was cooking up. That is probably one of the most beautiful Red Bulls ever. Oh my God! Yeah, I've seen. I keep seeing that meme everywhere uh, with uh, with him looking at the Mercedes car last year, just going, "I can fix it," and fucking did. He definitely fixed it. <laughs> he fixed it. God, have you seen those pictures of the uh, of the paint they use for the airflow, the aerodynamics, and how like it affects the car? I've seen, you know, Alpines, I've seen Williams, and the paint is all over the place because the aerodynamics isn't great, which is surprising for Williams, but we'll get to Williams. Red Bulls is just a solid line down the middle. The aerodynamics is insane for this car in testing. I can't even Oh believe yeah, it. I, I saw some of the pictures of the Red Bull ones. The 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 Flovis just seems to line up into perfect channels. Like you can tell where the arrow is on that. While others, like you said, it's just a whole splatter all over the car. Yeah, it's, it's just Red Bull knows what they're doing with arrow. Yeah, we don't know if Checo was uh, using fast mode or or like the fastest mode or not like Max Verstappen once, which apparently Max Verstappen was using a, a lower vol a lower speed for testing just to test out the car. But Checo Paris, you know, first well, Max Verstappen first session uh, of the testing, uh, fastest lap was a minute and 30 with, uh, 755, which is an insane number. And Checo ended at 130 with 67.9. There's hopium there. Yeah. There's <laughs> the fact that there's maybe Checo hopium. can, there's definitely hopium. We're smoking it out here. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really, it, it, the fact that maybe Checo can actually keep pace, at least in Bahrain, he did it last year, he ended second, uh, Max Verstappen still dominated by a lot, but he still did really well. I mean, it, it, I'm looking forward for Checo. Max Verstappen's winning this bitch, we know that, but Checo, if he can keep pace, you know, if he wants to stay in F1, he's going to have to show that he can actually keep up with Max Verstappen, which showed a testing at least. Yeah, the times were definitely similar, and I, I want to say Sergio was probably running slightly different running plans. I do know he had the slight issue with the drain cover, which that's another thing we'll get into later. Who knows what they're doing to fix all of those drain covers in Bahrain. Um, I know the Ferraris flipped one up, and then Sergio flipped one on on the second day or third day of testing, which was, mm -hmm. I think, supposed to be his full day. Um, yeah. And then they, he ha did have the slight fuel pump issue, or the slight issue on one of the first days. I think it was the fuel pump. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was the fuel pump. So I, I, I do think he was mostly doing longer runs, but he still did a pretty decent job and was able to, he was actually ahead of Verstappen, at least in one of the sessions. But like you said, he still has a lot to show and a lot to prove, especially going up against Max. Yeah, we've seen Checo fall under pressure. Uh, he definitely is a driver that likes to be under pressure. He likes to start really far back in like 11, 12th place and then get driver of the week after he gets second because he's just in a fucking rocket. Yep. The problem with him is he kind of gets cocky when, you know, he is pole position. Yeah, he's in like pole position and then falls back to sixth place, which is really where he doesn't stand well. He started really well last season. We're going to see how he well he goes. Uh, next one, Mercedes. Mercedes is not too bad this year. Uh, they definitely are falling in third place, as opposed to Ferrari and Red Bull. But they're doing pretty well. They can keep pace, at least with Ferrari, which is surprising. Yeah, I, I I do seem that they finally figured out their porpoising issue. It, it wasn't as bouncy as in the past. I think they had a pretty decent test. It's it's interesting how they'll carry the car going forward. Obviously, Lewis is leaving. So I, I'm assuming that future development on the car was now going to start leaning more towards what George Russell likes mm -hmm. compared to what Lewis is known for. 
And you um, can tell because George Russell, I mean, he was in the fastest softs, but he still ended third overall in testing. Uh, depends on the day, because I know in day, oh, day two, yes, that is correct, because day two, it was just Lewis out there. Though Lewis yeah. did post an impressive third place with the 131.06. Mm -hmm. No, he did well. He did well. His fastest lap was 130 with uh, 368, which is pretty impressive. Falls third, uh, as opposed to Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc, which they were in the fastest softs, which uh, obviously an advantage, but this is just testing. Yeah. So we won't, we won't truly know who actually is at the top of this list till qualifying this week. This week, I will say I would definitely match the Ferrari and the Mercedes pretty evenly, at least for now, based on what we've seen in testing. Though I would give the slight edge to Ferrari. I don't know about you. I I would too. I would too. The the I there's a lot of pressure on Ferrari now, especially since last year. Uh, they fell sh really far short at the end, but right now there's a lot of pressure on George Russell because he's more than likely. I mean, we don't know who's gonna be his teammate next year. But more than likely, he's going to be the experienced one if they don't happen to get Alonso in there. Or even maybe Checo, which is another rumor going around because they saw there was a picture with Toto and Checo talking, which is surprising. Yeah, and there was also a picture of uh, Carlos Sainz Sr. in the Horner camp talking. So who knows? Who yeah, knows? it's it's. Yeah, it was. I believe it was Adrian, uh, Carlos Sainz's uh, dad, uh, Christian Horner, and uh, uh, Helmet. Yeah, Helmet. They were talking. So we'll see. You know, I mean, we would love to see Carlos Sainz in a Red Bull again. Uh, that's gonna be a lot of drama. I'm sure Drive to Survive will uh, end their uh, last season campaign into <laughs> into another season just to cover that drama. But yeah, it's definitely juicy now. The yeah, I mean Mercedes did great. Uh, back to Ferrari, which are the runner-ups to Red Bull. They can definitely fight. I don't know if they can go to Red Bull, uh, but they can definitely fight for second place because their pace is insane, especially in the softs. It's crazy. Their straights are just—they're really fast on the straights, which is surprising because they were pretty trash last year. Yeah, I think the Ferraris are starting to fix some of the little issues here and there that could prevent them from reaching Red Bull. And I think they're definitely going to be a lot closer to Red Bull. Um, I could maybe see them challenging more for poles more often. I know uh, that was Leclerc's best spot this past year with the with the Ferrari, taking a couple of poles from Max, only to then lose the race win to Max. That's the um, Ferrari story. <laughs> It does seem, hopefully, that Ferrari's fixed up a couple of those little problems here and there. Because I think they can definitely become a threat to Red Bull. Maybe not this year. Hopefully, next year on, before the 2026 regulation change. But I yeah, think they, they're close. This season definitely seems set with Red Bull. I think a lot of this trend, uh, because a lot of these teams were really fast on the straights. And obviously, because every fucking car looks like the RV19 from last year. So it's super fast in the straight. So that's the, all Red Bull really needed to fix was, uh, I mean, they were still fast in the corners, but they definitely worked really well in the corners and Ferrari fixed their straights, which they were usually pretty well in the corners regardless. I mean, yeah, they're doing pretty well. Uh, next up, I mean, <sighs> McLaren. <laughs> I feel so bad for these guys. McLaren, once again, isn't starting very hot as opposed to how they ended last year. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even want to talk about them. It just depresses me. Yeah, it, testing, at least it didn't see any standout performance from the McLaren. Um, I mean, Lando did put a 131.2 on the second day of testing, which is also pretty solid. Yeah. And um, But it just it just felt like... They, they lost out. And actually, I think Oscar then beat him with a 131-0 on day three. Yeah, Oscar Piastri did beat him to it, which is crazy since Lando Norris is obviously the... the. I mean, it, was it... Did he beat him in testing on the second session or the first session? I don't remember off the top of my head, but I do know overall on the third day it was Oscar who got the faster time. 
Yeah, yeah. Oscar Piastri is killing it. I think it's quite evenly matched. I mean, obviously, Lando Norris has the upper hand here because he has more, a lot more experience. I mean, he has a whole year. I mean, a whole like four years more of experience than Oscar Piastri. But Oscar Piastri is killing him, man. He's he's a winner from in my eyes here. So I think just McLaren just needs to fix their shit. <laughs> Yeah, their listen, drivers I, are it's still like what I've said in the past. I still think Oscar's going to end up beating Lando at some point. I think it's going to be quite an evenly matched. He's definitely going to beat him um, once or twice there. But Lando Norris just has insane ambition too. And also, we really don't know if they're also either sandbagging or is they're going to they're gonna show pace later on. I, I think they're, they will end up showing pace. Probably just not yet. Yeah. No, they're going to show pace. It's just... I hope it's not at the middle of the in the middle of the season like last year. I need them to perform. I need them to be in the contenders with Mercedes and Ferrari. It's not looking that way, and they've already in interviews have said that they're they're not really the car is not great. It's not what they're looking for, but they're they might surprise us in Bahrain this weekend. Who knows? I mean, Bahrain they've already said like yeah, Bahrain is not really our race. McLaren has always struggled here. But that's the story of every year for every race for them. Yeah, and hopefully there are little minor hiccups. I'm pretty sure they'll be able to fix it faster than last year. Yeah, exactly. All right, Aston Martin. Um, not looking as hot as last year. That's for sure. They are... What, Fernando ended uh, last session in 11th? And our little... Wait, where did he... Where did he end? Yeah, Esteban, uh, Lance Stroll ended at 15th, which is really sucky. He has no RM injury. What is your excuse, Lance? Come on, man. You could at least keep pace with Alonso, but even Alonso couldn't get past 10th place. I think uh, Lance, actually Lance had a higher on day two overall. He ended up seventh, which is pretty solid. Though we yeah. don't know the one plant, but it was still in the 132s, which... Like you yeah. said, it does feel like they might have slipped down a little bit. I know hopefully the woes from the end of last year aren't carrying on. Hopefully they can solve it. Mm -hmm. Just having Alonso in the third places every every race for the first five or six of the year was kind of exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's we really need that excitement from them. I mean it was surprising to see for our our Fernando Alonso um getting podium couple times last year which was sick i mean the, the fight for for aston martin was crazy um we're, we're gonna talk about drive to survive for sure but uh the first episode of drive to survive was about this insane thing about how every because apparently aston martin hired a bunch of the aerodynamic engineers from red bull and that's what like they don't like what got them really amazing and every Team, you can see them just being so jealous of Aston Martin. I have not gone to the point. I have not finished this the the whole season, so they're gonna talk about, I'm sure, the fall of Aston Martin <laughs> later on. But they did speak about the the higher up, like how it actually they actually did insanely well at the beginning, but not looking too well this season, unfortunately for Aston Martin. We'll see if he ends up selling the fucking team next year. <laughs> Like everyone was rumored to. Yep. My God. Uh, Alpine, the worst car of the season so far. They are not doing very well. Uh, Esteban Ocon with a 132 fastest lap, which is not great, at 132.06. And Pierre Gasly right behind him at 132 with 1.5. What are your thoughts, Philippe? Because I have none. It sounded like they weren't doing that bad with their run times. It definitely felt like they made a little bit above end of the pack. But then all the reports started coming in. And then day three happened. And yeah, it's it's not looking too good for the Alpine. Uh, day three of practice, they were 15th and 17th. Doesn't seem like things are going well at that team. I will definitely say. No, it basically it, feels like the politics of the team supposedly are just taking over. Nothing's getting done. The car's gotten slower. The car's gotten heavier. Even though they basically have no paint. I don't I don't know how it's possible. <laughs> um 
I don't think it's going to look well for Alpine. Maybe the Haas might even be better than them. We'll we'll have to wait and see, to be honest. Yeah, uh, next one I was going to talk about was Steak, but we can talk about Haas. Yeah, Haas and Alpine seem pretty evenly matched at the bottom of the fucking... Like, it, it's just terrible. I mean, their times are not the best either, but Nico Hulkenberg not, didn't do terrible. He ended at 131.6, which is pretty I have good hope. for midfield. Yeah, I mean, I think... Haas opium, opium is dangerous, though. Maybe they might be able to score a couple of points here and there, but I I, I want to have a little bit of hope for Haas. Um, maybe they'll not be bottom of the barrel every race in twin, in 10th place out of all the teams, but it's probably going to be a competition between them and the Alpines at the way things are going. Yeah, they could have. This rumor just came out, which I don't know if it is confirmed, uh, of uh, Gunther actually... I thought he was fired. I thought that's the way everyone made it believe that he was fired because Haas hasn't been performing. Fair enough. We spoke about it at the first very the very first episode of this podcast. And now apparently Gunther brought in a sponsor, was about to bring in a sponsor for twenty million dollars for Haas that is hitting a gold mine. It could have really changed things around for Haas. And same story as Hamilton. Gunther wanted some stake in Haas because if he's bringing this much money and this big sponsor into Haas, then he wants a stake of the team. He wants uh, an incentive, basically. And they said no. And now Haas is at the bottom of the barrel once again in testing. And it's not looking too bright for them, but it doesn't look like they're going to be last, which is fair enough. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they do exactly. Yeah. Especially if they spend most of testing figuring out the the tire performance because that's already a slightly worrying sign that that's your main focus yeah. though that is that has been a problem for them all year the tire deg yeah definitely the surprising one here is steak oh my god well i don't even know if we're gonna end up calling it steak or just <laughs> or just uh alfa romeo again we'll we'll see what we'll the stick brand to sober is. for now yeah we'll stick to sober for now john one you a 130.6, obviously, was with the faster uh, softs, but hell of a lap. I mean, he ended six at the end, which is really good. Uh, not looking too great for Valtteri Bottas ending at an 18th. He did have some problems, though, with a 132.2. I, I, I have a little bit of hope. They're prob- I feel like Alpine is going to replace them as the one competing with Haas at the bottom for not 10th. Yeah. I feel like they might have improved a little bit more based on what we've seen. Um, so I could definitely see them, I would say, more of going against probably the RB uh, yeah, or whatever other team is competing for. Not ninth and 10th place, but probably more 8th, 7th, maybe 6th place. Yeah, I'll say the top teams for the midfield are unfortunately McLaren, which they shouldn't be in midfield, but I think they're the top of the midfield. Um, we haven't talked about them, but RB, uh, VCarb, it's still doing really well. Um, then I would say Stake or Sauber is still beating Haas and Williams. I don't know. Williams is definitely a top contender, though. Def- Williams is still... Because even, I don't know if you've seen, but the team principal for Williams, he already said, like, I don't care for finishing last this year. I don't care for finishing last next year. What we're focusing now is 2026, obviously, with the change of regulations uh, for the car. But Williams is looking solid. Williams is not looking last. Williams, I think they're looking at seventh at the very least. I think that it's going to be an uphill battle, but Williams, I think. I, I see a lot of hope for Williams. I see a lot of hope for Williams and Alex Albon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With Logan Sargent. Logan it's... still has a little bit to, little bit to prove to me. Um, I, he was the only one to spin at any point in practice. Yeah. Which is kind of worrying, but... He did post in 11th place on day two, a 132.57. I mean, could be better, but it's not bottom. That's already kind of an improvement in the 132s. 
Yeah, so I, mean, I, 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 I hope Logan can turn things around and do have a great season. But like you said, it's that Williams is definitely not a last place car, given the situations of other teams. Exactly. You're looking at Haas, you know, like Kevin Magnussen. I would not put him as the worst driver there, even though in testing it seems like he is, but it's not. It's Haas is a terrible, terrible car. Still, I mean, it's better than Alpine. I yeah, the very debatable. I would agree they're better than Alpine, but Logan Sargent cannot be getting 18th, 19th, 20th place. He needs to fight for at least 14th and then at least get some points on the board because Alvin is doing amazing for the same car. He definitely has more experience, but they're still two young drivers. That's what they're talking about in Drive to Survive also. I mean, Williams is betting on young talent. Alex Alvin is definitely leading the charge, and Logan Sargent is just not performing. I would put Alex Alvin as, I mean, Alex Alvin, sorry. Logan Sargent as right now the worst driver, unfortunately. He just doesn't have the balls to commit. He's too scared to get in the car. I mean, hit a one th yeah, he did a, performance hit a wise, too, but he does need a little bit of a boost of confidence. I know in the past he's had it, it does feel by the end of the year he was pretty shot given all the spins, all the accidents. So I do hope he can turn it around somehow. Yeah, I hope so too. Because I have hope for I love Williams, I have hope for them. They're legends in the sport, so they need to they need to kill it. V carb, which is. The surprising one. Yuki Tsunoda, my boy, he's killing it right now. Hitting a 130.7. And Daniel Ricciardo, uh, with, uh, tr uh, with uh, slower tires, but he still ended 13 at a 131.3, which is pretty solid. Yeah, I think Ricardo. Daniel's best day was day two with a 131 in fifth place. But... Uh, <sighs> It's it's weird because at least in everyday session they had one driver at the very doing really well at the top, and then the other driver towards like the bottom half not doing so well. Could be just how they adjusted the run plans. Um, uh, yeah, the run plans weren't weird, which I guess can be said about the strategy of the team that we can look forward to. <laughs> but the car itself, it's fast. It's a copy of the RB nineteen. So yeah, especially. They're getting more parts from the Red Bull. So I think, I I would say the most evenly matched for the RB would be McLaren, if any. I could I would see... Say the Williams. You think, yeah, yeah, I would say the Williams. I'd say the Williams, looking at this chart, I would say Red Bull is still at the top uh, by far. Then Ferrari, Mercedes. I would say McLaren is fourth. Um, then Aston, then Aston, then, then the Williams, RB. then the Williams, then RB, then uh, Stake, then Haas, then Alpine. I I would probably agree with that, especially given what we've seen in testing. Yeah, it's, but like it's... like we said, this is just based off of testing. We'll we'll see the true true pace on Friday Friday morning. Yeah, a lot of hopes on Ferrari to keep up with uh, Red Bull. It's hard, <laughs> it does not seem like it, but they can definitely fight for second place in the driver's championship. I mean, I have a lot of hope for Checo, but Max Verstappen is just a rocket in the in that car. He loves it. And he we haven't even seen the full potential. So it's, it's gonna be interesting to see this uh, in Bahrain this upcoming year. Uh, another drama we have to speak about, I don't think I put it in the agenda. Did you see the whole, uh, Ferrari drama with the pothole again. Yeah, <laughs> they just have, they, they just have no luck, man. Yeah, and they still haven't fully covered it for the race. So <laughs> I don't know how they, they haven't welded in. They have to weld it in, and they haven't. So we could see another drastic uh, gearbox change <laughs> coming up for this race. Imagine that happening again. That would be funny. Yeah, uh, I hope Bahrain fixes the drain cover issue, it, which is weird because it's never happened there, ever. Yeah, no. they so many years of racing. Uh, hopefully, it's one off and they fix them all. Else, you're not going to have a very happy Ferrari team if it happens to them again. Oh, my God. I hope they don't, man. I hope they don't. Uh, all right, well, we'll talk about 
we'll talk about uh, our expectations for Rain at the end. Um, I mean, we can kind of see here our expectations. I do think Red Bull's still going to lead the charge. I think Mercedes and Ferrari are going to fight it out. But, I mean, I don't know. I think Ferrari's still going to kill it. Um, but, yeah, following up to the Christian Horner allegations, we're still not done with this thing. We spoke about it with Rifa last episode. But it, apparently it concluded. At least those are the rumors. Uh, Apparently, they've already decided what they're going to do. The rumor is that Christian Horner is going to... They're going to... They said they're going to say it before the Bahrain race. Uh, we're currently recording this episode on Monday the 26th. Uh, the rumor is that it's going to be announced on the 28th this Wednesday. I, 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 I don't know. I think Horner's out. I think Horner is out from the looks of it. Um, I've seen what the Ford CEO has said on Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah. It, Ford, I think is, it, Ford is pissed. Ford is mad, and Ford will try to get out if they do keep him, and it is true. Or it kind of seems like Ford already wants an out regardless of the outcome based on their his the comments that they released. Yeah, it's um, not it's not it's great not PR good for, for Red no, it's not. Like Adrian, he Adrian showed up Newey, to testing every day, so who knows? I mean, he has to keep face because he can't. He doesn't want to leave. He's the CEO of the F one team, for God's sake. He he can't lose this. He's this is gonna ruin his reputation after this. He's done with the sport. He's like, even if even if Haas offers him at a contract with stake for Haas, he's like. Like, Haas would never do that, even with Christian Horner. This is going to stain his reputation. This is going to stain... I don't think this is going to stain Red Bull. The second Christian Horner is out, I think they're going to throw him in the under the bus. I think they're going to just go through their whole, oh, you know, Red Bull's so much bigger than that. Adrian Newey, he already said that because his contract is tied with Christian Horner, and he already said, Red Bull's my team. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay with Red Bull no matter what at least that was the rumor <laughs> but i mean i think adrian new is gonna stay he's the biggest asset they have apart from max verstappen but i think christian horner is done for i genuinely think he's he's not gonna be able to be in the sport after this i don't think we're gonna see him in bahrain it's sad not seeing a Spice yeah. Girl in the race anymore, but <laughs> it does kind of seem that way. We're probably not going to see him anymore coming soon. Yeah, but well, we'll see what happens. They they're doing the investigation. Only the investigators can give us the truth. Yeah, we'll see. I feel like this should have been done. I I mean, not that I trust the FIA more, but I mean, regardless, internal team for Red Bull. Red Bull is such a ginormous company, not just the F1 team, but the AlphaTauri um, brand, the the obviously the energy drink brand. It's it's there's too much at stake, and Ford kind of pushing for Horner to be out doesn't help his case. No. Well, we'll see what happens on Wednesday. We're probably gonna talk about it in the next episode, unless something huge happens. You're not gonna hear from us again till um, till after Bahrain uh, this next weekend. Following up to Drive to Survive, the final season for the Drive to Survive series. Um, really interesting so far. I wasn't a big fan of last year's uh, season because I feel like they missed out on a lot. And I've already seen the TikToks of them missing it out. I haven't finished it yet, but it's an interesting season so far, especially how it started. It started with episode one called Money Talks uh, on Aston Martin with big Lawrence Stroll coming in and uh, Lawrence Stroll uh, coming in feeling badass. He came in through this party with uh, Toto coming in through, like it was every F1 team principal there and Toto Wolf coming in and they're like, hey, you need to wear this wristband. And he's like, do I really have to? And they're like, yeah, you got to wear the wristband. And then you can just see on the intercoms going like, 
uh, Lawrence Stroll is coming in now. He uh, he does not need a wristband. <laughs> He's good to go just without it. He's going to flip out if he doesn't. <laughs> so you can see the power change from this, from Lawrence Stroll bringing so much power because he owns Aston Martin. He's a big tycoon in the industry now. He's very hated, obviously, because he gave the spot to his son. But in the first episode, you see a lot of the... Uh, relationship between Lawrence and Lance in this one you see him uh Lance you know doing his Lance things working out or like you know uh mountain biking and then the whole story breaks out on when he broke a foot when he broke his wrists you can see him in pain that first like that first episode you can see that he hated being in the car you can see yeah. the true pain he was on apparently the second he they asked him beforehand, like, hey, are you like on any pain meds? And he's like, nope, I am not. I am in utter pain after qualifiers and after the first race. And he didn't take any pain meds till after the race. So you can see him all loopy in the interviews, <laughs> which I guess we didn't know then. But now we know he was very loopy. Uh, you can see Fernando Alonso being super happy that they got podium. Um, and obviously on the third and Lance ending sixth, I believe. He did really well, uh, especially because he had a broken toe. I, I, one thing I didn't know is that he broke his toe on the on the on his uh, right foot. I thought he was on the breaking foot on the left one, because I think he was. I thought it was. I thought it was going to be much harder because for those of you who don't know, the braking pedal for the F the F one uh, cars are a brick. They are so hard to actually like push down on. It is like pushing on a wall that you can't go down on. It's obviously the accelerator is so, really rough too, but it's not even compared to the braking pedal. So if if his toe was broken on his left foot, he was definitely not coming in for this one. It's really funny. Uh, second episode, huh? At least he was definitely out there. He gave it his all. I'll give him that. Yeah, I mean, uh, last episode, uh, last episode, Rifa asked me like, "Oh, do you shed on any any drivers?" And I think I said George Russell, because uh, I generally don't like George Russell. I think he's a baby um, in the track. Outside of the track, he's a pretty little boy. You know, he's, he's <laughs> he looks like he comes from old money. But I think Lance Stroll is the one I do shed on because I don't think he deserves the being here. Uh, he did show it in the first one. He showed the ambition, but as the season came around last year, it kind of showed that he can't even keep up with his teammate, which it's hard to keep up with a two-time world champion, but he should have at least kept a little pace. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how well he does against Alonso, especially this year that he doesn't have any injury. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like the car is made for him more than... Alonso and Alonso is still kicking ass. Episode two, Fall from Grace. This is what everyone was expecting. The Nick DeVries story of being a Formula E champion, being a Formula 2 champion, having so much hype and then just lasting, unfortunately, five races. And it was very sad because you can see him. They show him like buying an apartment and cleaning it and being so proud of it. Uh, I think he was in the UK. Uh, don't quote me on that. It might not be, but he was very happy being an Alpha Tauri, and then his poor little puppy face when they told him that he couldn't. It was so depressing. And <laughs> there's this scene they showed with uh, with it, he was with Checo on a yacht with Adrian Newey, and you can see Nick DeVries just going like, "Yeah, I just need to keep momentum. You need to keep this." You can see in Adrian Newey's face that he was annoyed by him. He's like, you fucking suck. <laughs> I don't want to see you. I don't want to be here. <laughs> like, it was so sad seeing Nick DeVries. I, I do agree Nick DeVries needed at least a whole season. But it was very sad seeing him there. They do show uh, Daniel Ricciardo's uh, lap in the Red Bull track. Uh, how he would have been next to Max Verstappen in the Red Bull car. Oh, and, how was that? Dude, it was... So they showed his... In the same episode, they showed Daniel Ricciardo's story. 
you know, they showed Christian Horner going, oh, it's so sad. You know, obviously we lost him back in 2018. And then he made really poor choices going into, he really shitted on Reynolds on that one. He's <laughs> like, yeah, like Reynolds, he was a poor choice. The car wasn't going with him. And then he went to McLaren and that's when his complete competence just went out the window. Uh, it's his, He just hated it. The team didn't like him. It was just not a good match with him. So they show Christian Horner bringing in Daniel Ricciardo um, going, hey, I don't know if this if there's going to come anything from this. I have no idea if you're going to even get to F1 this season, next season, but we'll bring you in. I mean, you're a great marketing tool. You know, if you want it, you can. And you actually see him talking to, oh, what's his name? Uh, Grosjean, the guy that's in Indy right now. It's the man of, on fire that was uh, in F1 like four years ago. Rossi? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rosenquist? Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, they see him talking to Daniel Ricciardo. like, hey, dude, come to IndyCar. I'm sure they'll have you like next season for sure. And you can see Daniel Ricciardo going, nope, I, I need to be in F1. I'm, I'm not done with here. And they cut to the Nick DeVries story, how he's underperforming. He's not doing great. He's, he's just, he doesn't have the balls to stick it through. And then they finally just bring in uh, Christian Horner, uh, speaking to the, to the team principal of, of uh, Alpha Tauri. What's his name? Uh, Franz Toss at the time. Yeah, Franz Toss. So they show him talking to him like, hey, uh, I see you're not happy with Nick DeVries. I mean, we, neither are we. You want me to test Daniel Ricciardo? I mean, I, he hasn't been in track for a year. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't even know if he's practiced. So you want him to put me in the car and see how well he does. He raced in a, dry, in a rainy day, by the way. He raced in a kind of rainy day. There were still puddles in, this, in the track. And he spun out for a second. <laughs> and you can see Daniel Ricciardo being pissed. And they didn't even tell him the results. They didn't even tell Daniel Ricciardo when he ended the lap, the results um, of how he actually ended. And they just see him speak to, you can just see Christian Horner in a table with uh, Daniel Ricciardo's manager, with the, with the team principal for Alpha Tari and Adrian Newey uh, of Christian Horner going, well, he did the lap. He would have been right next to Max Verstappen. At really? The end of, yeah, he, he straight up said it like he would have been right next to Max Verstappen. He would have made he would have made pole. Um, what do you want to do? He gave he gave him he gave the Alpha Tower team principal the complete authority is like, it's up to you. Do you want him? It, this is your call. It's your team. And he goes, Yep, yep, sign him up right away. The way that the rumors went and like the memes of him going, yep, we fucking want him now. That's exactly how it went. He's just like, yep, we're we're gonna do it now. Let's let's get Daniel Ricardo in, and then you can see Daniel Ricardo's. Daniel Ricardo wasn't even in the in the conversation. It was right. just after when they told him, hey, we want you in AlphaTauri, and you can see his big ass smile coming up. Obviously, very happy. And then the shot of Nick Debris sat in his bedroom, saying how it was unfair saying how this wasn't worth it, saying how uh, he's not done with F1, but they really screwed him, which I think that was the entirety of the F1 fan base that wasn't a Daniel Ricciardo fan. Seeing that Nick DeVries fall from yeah. this, quite literally. It was very sad. It was, it was a sight see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's I, how tough it is in the sport, and that's why we we watch it every every week whenever it's there. Yeah, they also interviewed Alex Albon and Gasly uh, for obvious reasons because they both had a Red Bull seat, and you can just see them going, "Yeah, you are never safe when you're in a Red Bull seat. There is a thousand people coming from your spot, and they already know who they're gonna get next. <laughs> so if you're not performing, it's it's really sad. It was, it was sad to see Nate DeVries like that." Um, episode three was the saddest for sure so far. It was the it's called under pressure, which has to do with McLaren. is is really depressing seeing McLaren there because he do you just see Lando with all the rumors that he might move to Red Bull, he might move to I don't know somewhere else, 
and Zach, the team principal for McLaren, freaking the fuck out. He's like, I, we can't lose Lando. He's the only thing we have. He's obviously their marketing man. And you just see uh, Christian Horner's face going, we would love to have Lando. <laughs> we would love to have Lando. He has a great chemistry with Max. And we're definitely going to try and get him. He straight up said it. He's like, yeah, we, if we can get Lando, we're going to steal him. Um, and then he, they kind of ended it like that. They ended with, uh, what, was the, what was his first podium? He ended second um, in, what was it? I don't remember. Do you remember where he had, where he ended second twice? But do you remember his first podium this past race, this past season? Um, I think it was Interlagos. It was Interlagos. Yeah. Yeah. Is it was. Seventh race, I think. I don't know. It was right after Miami because they cut through uh, after Miami, Lando being in a plane with George Russell and saying like, yeah, my car is utter shit. I hate it. <laughs> and George Russell going, yeah, I wasn't going to mention it, but yeah, you have a shitty car. <laughs> huh. Like, okay. George Russell saying that, that's saying something. Mercedes car is terrible. Yeah, Lando's uh, last podium was in Erlagos last year. Yeah, yeah, that's that was a solid race from them. Oscar Piastri also did pretty well that one. Um, yeah, Oscar Piastri and Lando are gonna stay in McLaren for long, god long knows how long. Um, they did it, I don't think they're gonna show him getting extending his contract after this. I'm sure they're gonna end it as a, as a cliffhanger for Lando at the end of the season. Like, will he stay there because he still has one year left? But yeah, they, he's definitely gonna stay for McLaren for a while. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm sure he's pissed that he, uh, I'm sure he's pissed that he signed that contract right before testing. But <laughs> it's 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 sad to see him. Episode four was about Haas and Williams because they were kind of in a battle last year. But you can see William like Haas doing really well because in the first race they scored a point at tenth place with um, not Magnussen. Yeah, Kevin Magnussen got the. They got the tenth place last year in the in Bahrain, um, and you can see them just going down place, and you can see Will Baxton, uh, Will Buxton going. Uh, yeah, Haas is not even bringing a knife into a gunfight; they're bringing a spoon into the gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> it's is is very sad. Yeah, but that's about it. I mean, uh, William CEO is. Uh, the top gunner here talking about Alban performing really well. They didn't really go through the Logan Sargent, you know, doing terrible, but I'm sure they're going to go later. Are they going to go later? I don't think they will. I think this is it for the Williams story. Who knows? Uh, from what I'm looking here. Um, there really uh, wasn't that much out of Williams last year. To That was like spectacular for an episode, was there? Not really. I mean, Alex Alban... He's definitely outperforming the car, but that's about it from the story. There's not like a singular race that you can be like, yeah, Williams is amazing. Like, no, they're just great in the straights that suck at the corner. So for half of the racers, they did terribly. For the other half, they did decent and maybe scored a, like a couple points here and there. At Monza specific, specifically. Yeah, Monza was their, their bread and butter for them. Um, yeah, uh, haven't seen the rest of them. I'm, I'm still... Uh, five, four, six episodes out. Um, I'll speak about them next episode um, because there's still a lot to see. We haven't even got through the Red Bull, Ferrari, or Mercedes story just yet. But yeah, anything else you want to add to the show, Philippe? I know we're like an hour. Oh, yeah, we've, we've had, this was quite a long one. I think we're probably good for right now. Yeah, I think we're good for right now. There's going to be a lot to talk about next episode. We're probably going to bring maybe a guest or two in because um, it, there's going to be a lot to talk about. It it a lot depend it, it depends a lot who's going to win it and who's going to be happy to come on the podcast and who isn't. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you for listening here, guys. Uh, listen to the Pit Stop Ports podcast in Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to them. Uh, feel free to 
drop a like and just follow us. Um, set your, your notifications on. We usually record once a week. And uh, this is going to come out in Tuesday the 27th. So I'll see you guys then.